In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. Dennis, come on, pick up. I've been driving around looking for you for hours. We should be recording this week's episode of Unexplained Legends, where together you and me are the Unexplained Legends. But you've gone missing. I... I don't know, this whole thing's stressing me out. I'm... I'm just going to turn on the radio to distract myself. Hopefully something good's on. Maybe even, let's say, the best parts of the last year or so might be on. Whatever that means. And whoever I'm talking to. I... I don't know. The lads think that the whole thing's real. And it is real for them. Up until when they get into the rocket. Okay. But they're like serendipity. Is that the word? Serendipity? I'm not... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You, you know they're, uh, all the Serendipitous. Yeah, you, you, they're like being taken out of the rocket without their knowledge. Okay, yeah. Do you know? Um, so like... They have like a false bottom on the rocket or something. Yeah, yeah. The lads are, fall out of it or they're taken out of it. Um, and then the rocket goes off. It's like classic misdirection. Okay, the masked magician. Yeah. So how did the magician make his lovely assistant levitate before our very eyes? The rocket's off, yeah? Mm-hmm. The elephant's behind the cage. That, yeah. And they, they, take, they take the lads off to a soundstage. But the lads don't... You know, they, they have set up a parallel thing of faking... Faking the... Yeah, but this but this is where they're complicit in it. What, the astronauts themselves? Yeah. No, because the astronauts... Well, no, you can have it versions where they know or where they don't know. All right, but in the version you know, where they don't know, is the false bottom still... Yeah, yeah, but they don't... You know, like, they're, they don't realise... Okay, all right, so the rocket takes off and they're like... Like the rocket takes off around them. Yeah, yeah, oh, pretty okay. much. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So the entire rocket takes off a- around them. Yeah. And they fall through the engine and through all the flames. <laughs> well, no, no, no. No, this is... I'll, I'll demonstrate with my Wouldn't arm. Wouldn't there have to be something left? I'll demonstrate with my arm, Dennis. Okay. Right? So let's say... You know the way it is where there's the scaffold. Yeah. I'm there now. <laughs> yeah, and they go over into the rocket. Yeah. Right? So they have like a door in the rocket. Yeah. The lads go in, right? Okay. And NASA go to them. They're like, oh, where do we go from here, lads? NASA's like, keep walking. They walk to the scaffold at the other end, where there's like a fake room that looks like that. And they go, oh, and keep walking. Going out, go out one door, go in the other, shut the door behind you. And that rocket takes off. But they're in another room simulating the rocket taking off. Not so amazing when you know the secrets. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can kind of buy that, I think. Yeah. I just think that if these guys, like, are, you know, I mean, they're, like, silly intelligent, like, you know, and they've got so many, like, they've, they've basically got degrees based on, like, spatial awareness, like, yeah. you know. So, would they not realize, like, if you came into the apartment. <laughs> yeah. And you went in and suddenly the sitting room was twice as large. Would you, would you be like, ah. But do you know what? Did, did you move the sofa yesterday? Or the day before? This is insane. No, you no. lost it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, probably, I'm, I probably fix it a little bit. I'm a little. Yeah, yeah. Like I line it up to the lines in the floor. So, so this, is actually, this is actually on your side. 
right? Mm-hmm. Where I take that on point, but I do have a rebuttal in a second, okay. right? But where I noticed that yesterday, three times in a row, I hit my knee off the side of the of the sofa, yeah. and that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I figured this has been moved slightly. <laughs> this I'd is, say this is the small grievances part. Of the no, 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 no. Like that's not a. That, no, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I get that. But, yeah. but, but. The the and then I just was aware of it and it never happened. Phantom again. coach. Yeah, yeah. So I get that. So yeah. So I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is also there's like um, you know it, being a member of uh, being an astronaut for NASA. Yeah, is also like um, it's it's adjacent I would say to being in the army, or being like an Air Force you know yeah. person. So you're also very. And and also because you're going up there and stuff like you're you're surrendering a lot of your awareness to people in mission control. Okay, yeah, you're regimented. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So if they so you're saying like, oh, it seems, uh, this doesn't seem like a rocket. You know, they're saying that. And if somebody, if your commanding officer back home or whatever it is, goes like, oh, it is a rocket, Buzz. You know, <laughs> it's a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> What's Buzz yeah. going to do? Is he going to be insubordinate? Shh. Uh, ground control? Uh, this really doesn't seem like a rocket. Six, five, um, four, it is. That's okay with me then. In space. <laughs> He's not in space <laughs> No, yet. but he thinks he is. No, but I'm just saying that they would have to, I guess if you, you'd have to backtrack even more and then they'd have to set up the simulator to have the same space. And it was space is such a silly word to use in this. <laughs> yeah. The same measurements. Yes. So they'd have to go through two rooms in the simulator, but it would have to make sense in terms of the rocketry and everything. Yeah, but they have $30 billion, Dennis. <laughs> but you'd but, ba- but they'd basically, right, they would have to move through. Okay, right, they're, they're on the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Can they see the side of the rocket? As they're going in? Yeah. Yeah, they can, yeah. Right? So they walk in. There's yeah. no room that they've entered into the rocket. Mm. And they can never go back into that room ever again. No. There's a replica of it. No, no, because, no, because, Joe, you know, when they're being, when, when they're fake taking off. Yeah. They don't stick another room <laughs> on the side of it, do they? <laughs> what? No, no, they're being like, they're just being um, disoriented. Yeah. Or maybe. What do you mean, or maybe? <laughs> The Anunnaki were forced to temporarily leave Earth when Antarctic glaciers melted, causing a huge flood. This is the same flood written about in the Old Testament. Remember it. Why did they have to leave because of a flood? It, 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 was, it was the Great Deluge. It was, um, there, we have geographical evidence of this, of a great, of a great ha- flood. They couldn't handle the flood. Well, it's... Just it, not worth it to them anymore, is it? It's not, it's not worth it to stay down there when, when it's flooding. Okay, so they... So they so left Earth temporarily. I feel like I'm giving you answers. They're like, uh, the gold mining's off here. For now. For now. For okay. now. Do they, do they come back? They do come back, yeah. How long did the flood last? Oh, I'm going to say 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> okay. They couldn't hang around for 20 You've years. You've asked me for, for an answer, and I've given you my best approximation. Okay, so 20 years of flood, and the boys come back then. And are there humanoids, or, or like humans yeah, still yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened to them in the meantime? What do you mean? 
The flood, right. Oh, they, they were just, some of them survived. A lot of them obviously died. And is it believed that the Anunnaki were like providing food and shelter for these humans? Or were they kind of, actually I have another question, right? Mm-hmm. Based kind of around that. Were the humans aware that they were slaves for these guys? N- no more so than, let's say, a blinkered horse. Or like, let's say, you know, uh, you might be getting a gorilla to do something for you. (laughs) Yeah, like bring something to the post office. (laughs) Let's say you train a gorilla to bring something to the post office. Yeah, you're getting so much trouble. (laughs) Do you think that that gorilla ever thinks, oh, this is a bad deal? Ever wants to like open the letter? Okay, Bongo. Now I want you to take this down to the post office, just like we practiced. No, Bongo, you're not meant to open it. Bongo. <laughs> no! But, but you know what I mean, though, don't you? You get my point. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, fine. Do you? Do you get my what? point? No, no. Well, it's me. Like, if I was if I was down the mines... No, no, because you... We'll get to that, but you've only been partially uplifted at this point. Such a ghetto. No, no, card. no. Like... No, because okay. it comes up. I have more. Okay, okay. So, so we're not really like we're not super intelligent yet. Like in terms of like the like order of life on Earth, we're we're not up to where we are currently. We're yeah. just kind of like gold slaves. Yeah, who can't really like. So we're you're saying pretty much that they're they're they might not even they're just going to eat and sleep and stuff and do this, but they might not even be aware of the situation. Yeah, like the the you know the Anunnaki. Keep in mind they've custom built them to do this basically. Yeah, I know. I yeah, just, yeah, want, yeah, I just yeah. want to see where we are. Yeah, the, so they're just, you know, they, they probably are feeding them, if I'm being honest. They probably, you know... Sandwiches. Yeah, I, I always imagine, like, a gruel-based paste type thing, right? <laughs> gruel-based paste. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's not, it's not the... Porridge. Yeah. But yeah. gruelier. Yeah, so, like, a, it's it's not like it's... They're only giving them, like, nutrition. Few. To, they're not being particularly nice to them or anything. Like, you know, like... <laughs> like complimenting them or anything. <laughs> Uh, okay cool so the lads the lads left 20 years they're back yeah don't go too hard on the 20 years thing no no I, I, that's, yeah, yeah, i'm just yeah. establishing where but we they are. left for a time right they left for an, yeah. an indeterminate amount of yeah. time and came back so the flood destroyed much of the anunnaki's basis as well on earth and then when they returned they needed even more humans to help rebuild essentially the gold plants that they developed they needed even more humans to make up the last time all right okay all right so they're under pressure the deadline always be closing yeah probably <laughs> yeah no that, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense then yeah. because otherwise they could just use the same amount of humans to do what they already did so yeah so at this stage they decide to uplift their like servants even more so they oh, okay so you know, they, a good way to think of it i think actually is abe's odyssey well, if the, you just want to explain the, what that is. For oh, it's a video game from the 1990s about about uh, aliens. <laughs> I love I love how you don't want to give that any time. We should be over ice and snow to the port side. Our green forests, slopes, our navigation instruments are spinning. Help! Help! <laughs> Ten o'clock in the morning. I've lost my place. I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is 11 right. o'clock. I didn't prepare for the podcast. Don't you dare say that. Don't you dare say that. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with you as well. I was listening to a podcast this week. Who's this big brain fella? That co- that Nothing. Into- That's no... Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. Here we go. Sorry. Turn to better example... Sorry. <laughs> the- oh, fucking hell. Do you know what it really is? What? The I... 
I usually t- change the font of everything to Arial because I can't read Times New Roman. Oh, you're not using Windings again, are you? <laughs> Here it is. Turn to better examine the valley below. It is green, with either moss or a type of tight-knit grass. The light here seems different. I cannot see the sun anymore. We make another left turn, and we spot what seems to be an animal of some kind below. It appears to be an elephant. No, it looks more like a mammoth. This is incredible. Yet there is a decreased altitude to 1,000 feet. And take binoculars to better examine the animal. It is confirmed. It is definitely a mammoth-like animal. Report this to base camp. Encountering green rolling hills. Now the external temperature indicator reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Continuing on our heading now. Is, is, is this written in real time? It sounds like he's writing it down as it's happening. You he know, is like, writing it down. Like, is, is, elephant. Oh no, it's not an elephant. It's a his horse. His diary. His diary. He meets people then and speaks to them in English. No, he doesn't. He does. Wait, but he's in a plane, isn't he? Has he landed? He's landed. How did he land a plane? He's landed now. Hang on. He's landed in the little little uh, green, tinky-winky fucking Teletubby land. Oh, he hasn't landed yet. He does, la- he does land. All right, yeah, but he, but he eventually lands. He has to talk to someone. So, right, what's li- he flying? Listen, I've given up on reading the diary, right? <laughs> but I, well, just, I enjoyed it. I'll just tell you what. I'll just tell you what he does. Essentially, what happens is he's flying along in the diary, and he sees flying in the diary. Oh my Come god! <laughs> oh, all right. So he's flying along. He lands right. Well, he sees green things. He yeah, sees yeah. animals. Sees he a lands. mammoth. Mammoth. He sees. All right, and he lands first. Actually, he gets. Talk to over his radio. Oh, so they communicate with they him. They communicate with him and they tell him to land. He lands and it's it's what the modern alien mythos would consider the Nordics. Okay. Tall, blonde, kind of alien people. Abs. If abs yeah, they probably have abs. Probably have abs, yeah. Are they wearing anything down below? Mm, yeah, they're wearing some nice clothing, I think. Okay, Levi's. Okay, so he's seen he he's you asked me, has anyone ever seen them? He's the he's the person who's seen them. Okay, well, I think this is amazing. Like, so he, but was he flying a jet or something? He, he was flying a plane. A plane, but like, I, I don't know what kind of plane. But uh, like, uh, I'm just wondering, how does he land it? What do you mean? There just seems to be big jumps there. Oh my god, an elephant! No, it's a mammoth. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> like, like, it's just madness. Like, what do you mean? How does he land the plane? He just brings it in for landing. But that's, that's extremely hard to do. Like, Why? He, all these navigational things are, are toast. Yeah, it's different back in the day. All oh, right, Back you, in the day. You wouldn't even bother with them. Yeah. You wouldn't even bother with them. But they probably had, they were taped on probably. They, you know, do you think he'd stick his leg out the plane to just get a, an extra break going as well? Yeah, I'd say he would, yeah. But how did he take off again? He just t- took off usual... Did it, sure the lads were huge, they'd probably give him a push. Yeah, they did, yeah. Threw him away like a paper airplane up into the sky. So that's that's definitely a top of the list is the most ridiculous. There's just so many, so many jumps there. Has like has anyone tried to confirm the like flight route he took or anything like that? The government's covering it up. Ah, yeah, keeping him silent. Yeah. If I was him, I probably would have kept silent about that as well. It does, to be honest though, it sounds like a piece of kind of almost fiction in a in a literary sense. The way he writes it. You think it sounds fictional? Yeah, I think I think maybe like his son picked up a diary and it's actually just a book that the guy was writing. I mean, okay, you're fifty fifty on it. Yeah, to be honest, I'm fifty fifty on it. What, what part is convincing you? The part that's convincing me is that he definitely, definitely seems like if you watch interviews with with him and stuff, he seems like a man with some secrets. Hmm. 
but he's not hiding anything anymore because he he's told us no everything. no you're wrong you're wrong his son has released this but he never told he us did write this. it down in his diary though so he couldn't have been too scared of being discovered he read it he wrote it down in his diary because he was naive at the time he thought the government would be excited by what he'd discovered did he write do not read on the front no, he was planning to... Oh, well, then it's his own fault. Oh, he, he wrote, do not read on the front. You couldn't go near it. He was planning. He was planning to bring it out. He wanted to tell people about mm. this, what he'd discovered. That there's a race of other advanced... An advanced civilization living under Earth. Do you think they were communi- communicating telepathically? Or was it through electronics? No, no. What do you mean? On his, when he was... Well, how were the Nordic boys talking to him in the plane? Radio. Yeah, so, like, were these... Were these uh, you know, were they Nordic lads like, you know, just a couple of Vikings hanging around and they had like a walkie-talkie? Or were these guys in like slick, you know, alien suits? I think we have to go... It seems like you don't know what Nordics are. Okay. So I think we're going to have to explain that. All right, explain what a Nordic is. One of the theories around UFOs or around aliens hmm. is that there's actually about maybe 7 to 11 different races of aliens okay. that are currently interacting with the Earth and have different secret cabals and secret... Uh, machinations going on with the different governments of the world the nordics are one such race of those so they look like aliens they're not humanoids no they are humanoids but they're not nordic in the sense that that like you know or no no they're just called nordics okay all right Grant. and they're called that because they're the they're probably the most human looking aliens all right you're gonna have to let me in on that stuff when you say things like i just can't believe you didn't know that well it's like if you said like oh uh, there's a lot of english lads on there and you're like oh you fool they're the intergalactic english lads from the, from the planet England. Well, that makes more sense. That's not half as silly now that he landed this thing in this place that doesn't exist. So <laughs> he lands the thing and, and there's aliens talking to him, basically. Yeah, yeah. So those aliens, but if you're saying they're Nordic, does that mean they live somewhere else? And yeah. they landed on Earth? Okay, I think this is getting even more confusing again. I think this is going to be our most confusing episode. I thought it would be simple. I thought it would be a big laugh. I thought we, we'd have a lark. We'd play around with the different theories. I think, to be honest, when you said the 1400 mile hole, that... That was probably on shaky ground. You should have cut a hundred, like a good couple hundred miles off of that. But it's not my theory. But I wouldn't have known, and I could have believed it. I wouldn't do that. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't shave off the facts a little bit. I don't know if we need an explanation on this. We just got aliens. I just wanted to know whether or not they they landed on Earth, or like whether they're from Earth or not from Earth. That itself on. splits off. Okay. <laughs> so one of don't the- be afraid of offending the 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 Nordic like. Um, little factions that are around there I'm not, who believe in this and believe in that fuck them no I, the problem is that I like to be even handed with this stuff and I like to give the full picture I don't like to just bring you crazy facts that yeah. just make the story seem one you're way you're not the first paragraph on Wikipedia page you're at least the first six yeah I don't want to just distort that. something so that it so that it makes the story seem a particular way I like to give all the angles so one version is that the Nordics are an intergalactic race of beings. Some people think they might be interdimensional and they've just come to visit Earth and they happen to be living inside the Earth. Very simple. Okay, well, that's what we need to concentrate on then. Okay, that's one, right? The other one is actually that the Nordics living in the center of the Earth, they're actually, let's say, the true inhabitants of the Earth. Us, our Earth dwellers, our surface dwellers, in our arrogance and our hubris, we believe that we're the most advanced. And you have people like John Quincy Adams assuming that the people that live in the earth are like mole men. Mm. Like that guy who you, who you lived on the road from. Yeah. They assume that. But actually what's happened is we're the mole men. 
And the Nordics are the advanced civilization. They're the most advanced civilization. Well, I can tell you now, the lad who lived down the road from me was not advanced. No. Well, he, he might, he's proof that we're the mole men. And that there's this hyper-intelligence, advanced civilization living within the Earth. And they're just observing us. You're, you're probably going to say, I think I'm going to go out on a limb here. That Dr. Raymond Burke guy from earlier mm. who said, oh, it's the navigation going off. No, I think that's silly. But I think just, let's say, if you're above the surface, that'd be a better time, no? You got water, you got all this food, you got the sun. That is so arrogant of you. Why? There is a sun inside the earth. No, there isn't. There is. The core. There is a... No. What we, in our naivete, have believed... How did it get in there? It's always been in there. Well, how Wake did it get up. in there? How did it get in there? What do you mean? Did it go in the hole and it was small and then became bigger inside? Like, how did the sun get into the middle of the earth? No, the sun just... There's like a, an internal sun that lives inside the earth. And that's where, that's where the Nordics thrived. It's kind of like almost like an Eden-like world. Okay. It would want to be pretty small though, wouldn't it? And kind of really like a lot less powerful not to melt them all inside. And It's just perfect. It's ju- it, they're lucky, aren't it's they? It's absolutely perfect, right? Especially considering they, did they come to earth in one of the theories? In one of the theories they did. In that theory, let's say, no sun in the, in yeah, the inside. Take or, the sun out, yeah. Or, or in that theory, they've made their own little miniature sun. Because okay. they're very advanced. They got the job done themselves. Yeah, they've made their own miniature sun. In this theory, there is just a sun inside the center of the earth. And this civilization flourished. And they see us as like an oddity, like uh, just an interesting curio to like... Um, and so did they, do they like drink water and stuff? Like yeah, that? they do the whole lot. And where do they get the water from? It's underground streams. Underground streams, yeah. Underground... You're lucky I said underground streams. There, underground so. streams, underground rivers. And would they ever... like? Do you know the way we would, let's say, go to the moon? Who knows whether we landed on it or not, right? But we'd go into space. We'd, uh, like the Quincy boy, you know, we'd try and get into the massive hole in the North Pole. John so we're always exploring and stuff, right? And let's say the Nordic race are surveying us or something. Wouldn't you think one of them would just kind of, you know, go rogue and pop the head out? Like an ant going over the lip of a cup. So I have two things to say about that. One is they have no interest in us. Two. No, it's one of them will. Like, you can't say it collectively all of them are the exact same. Two. Some people think they have and that they've, they're currently controlling us, that they've infiltrated our government. So who's, who do you think is a, is a mole man? We're the mole men. Well, no, but like, look, from where I'm standing, they're the mole men, right? Underneath, that underneath out, the earth. Get that we're out not the mole men. We're the, I'm not accepting we're the mole men. Okay, okay. Why would the moles be on top of the, on top of the surface, okay, blinded? We, we can't call them mole men then. We'll just call mole them people. Nordics, okay? Why can't we call them mole men? Because that, that, that's... Is there another theory about Mormon? Yes, there oh, is. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Some right. people think that the Nordics are warring with the Mormon. Okay. <laughs> is that true? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Roger, you can't come into this thing with a guy measuring. What, what was your thing? A depth? What did you say? He, he'd made a rudimentary depth gauge. A depth gauge. And you don't know what the gauge of it is. You don't, know, you don't have a clue what the measurement is. No, the reason I didn't look into that is because of this next line. Where it's a... Over, <laughs> You're writing it. Over time, Mel added more and more spools to his rudimentary depth gauge. Still with no end in sight. By the time he made the whole public on Coast to Coast... 
He'd reach a depth of 80,000 feet and he still did not Isn't reach the bottom. Isn't it weird? He must be one of the first people to make their holes public. But no, everyone's doing it online. Uh, yeah. Mel had an OnlyFans back in the day. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No. Okay, Raj, right. You're saying okay. spools. Yeah. Right, because of this next line. So, again, you let us down the garden path. You said, don't worry, everything's going to be explained in the next one. Yeah. And you just gave us spools that we still don't know what the measurement is. But it, it, it's at least 80,000 feet. 80,000 feet. 80,000 feet. How many spools is that? Well, 800. 800 spools. Does that give him enough? Isn't it 8,000? Eight more. 8,000 spools. How much would 8,000 spools of fishing line cost you? Do you want to Do you want to <laughs> bring up the old supercomputer yeah. there? Yeah, no, we do. We have to find this out. Uh, let's see what a, a standard fishing line spool is. Because where does this guy live again? Kittitas County, Washington. So he's in Washington. I assume this is a... Is it a remote enough area? Yeah, I think it's like a rural part of uh, of Washington. All right, let's make this simple, right? So, 100 meters of fishing line. This is on Amazon now, so it's going to be a little bit cheaper, okay. probably. So, let's say anywhere between, like, 2 and $10. Okay. Right? But, like, $5 wouldn't be crazy. Also, it's... Uh, when is this? What year? 1997. 1997. Inflation. I'm going to say it's probably going to cost, like, $3. Okay. All right. So let's go into my calculator where I don't actually know where that is in my phone. Do you know what's terrible? What? Usually we go for a treat after the after the podcast, but we can't really today because we're going for a treat later. You don't know how you sound on the podcast. <laughs> Why? You're saying we can't go for breakfast now, poor us, because we're going out for dinner later yeah. and then go and sing a show in London. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain. <laughs> and I got sunburned. All right. So you'd have to buy 800 spools. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. It would cost you four grand. That's that's reasonable. Four grand split over. Uh, how long did he do it? He's not specific. He's not. He's not specific on anything. Number of years. But if he did it, a number of years, you think? Number of years. Yeah. Well, if it was over one year, he'd have to spend seventy six dollars a week. That's that's achievable. That's not achievable. That's that's a, that's a lot of money. No, it's a lot of money. But I'm saying it's achievable. Like it could be a podcast goal. I think maybe, maybe you. Should have found out a couple of more things, but at this point, I this this would take him years. Yo, yeah, yeah. But we don't know if it'll take him years. No, it did take him years. Oh, it did. Yeah, well, it definitely really. took him. Does years. it say that in your notes? Because you never said anything. Sorry, let me just check. Yeah, it does say it there. Well, he only he only came public with it in 1997. <laughs> if you remember, that. what does that matter, Raj? That's it. Only came public doesn't reveal any of the answers that I want. He only came public with it in 1997. So let's say so he forgot. If Mel's calculations are correct... I hate that we're calling him Mel because you're acting like you know him. Well, well, well we do. Good we do. old Mel. At well, actually, stage. can I have a few questions? Go on. What age was Mel? Mm, 40. Four. 40. You're just guessing. <laughs> no, just I'm guessing the literal middle age. Yeah, 40. 40. So he's 40. You've no 40. idea. Great. Brilliant. Probably 40. What did he do for a living? Uh, check holes. He, he, he checked holes yeah. with his dog. Yeah. I think he was a farmer. Should have been arrested. He was a farmer, I think. You think he was a farmer? Yeah. That's the same thing as being a farmer, man. Yeah, yeah, he was a farmer. All right, so we've no idea what age he is. Don't know what he did for a living. Was he married with kids or anything? No. No? No. Categorically? Mm, probably not. Brilliant. That's great. You really... You, I mean, you, you just cut the legs off yourself so badly sometimes. Because even if this didn't... If I was doing your job, right, of being insane, right? What I... What I <laughs> What I would do is I would get all this other like stuff that is inconsequential, doesn't matter. Yeah. But I would have loads of research done on it. So like, oh, you know, he's this, he's that, and be able to answer all these things. So it would look like 
the main stuff that I'm talking about, which is probably an utter rubbish, makes it like a little bit more credible. You know, uh, but you do, you don't even have the basic stuff. You're like, oh, he was wearing brown shoes, and it's like, okay, yeah, well, like, what age is he? And you're like, I don't know. Well, if you were, if what's your second name? What's your second name? Waters. Waters, yeah. definitely. Yes, that's just not something you made up. No. Mm. Two things about this. One, I remember in in the past when I brought up tutti fruity flavor. No, what was it? <laughs> Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. <laughs> Juicy fruit. What are you in the nineteen forties? Juicy fruit bubblegum. You would have go at me for being too detailed. And yeah. and now the thing that always sticks out to me when you say this stuff is I spent I spent hours putting together this oh, research. Here we go. No, God, you don't have to mention it every no, podcast. I spent hours putting I together this hours. research. All right. It's not research. It is research. You copy and paste off Wikipedia. No, I don't. You do. I do not. And then when when I read it back to you, when you ask me stuff like this, I think, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I doing? Wait, so you're not even backing yourself up. No, no. Sometimes I will. But today, today I'm like, ah. Uh, well, I- just out of interest then, right? Just go halfway with yeah. you. What were your sources on, on this story? Mainly Wikipedia today. <laughs> All right, question for you. If you met her out in a nightclub, would you get off her? How many drinks have I had? You've had four four strawberry daiquiris. Oh. Four strawberry daiquiris and Dua Lipa's just come on. You've gone into the center of the dance floor. Small tennis ball head comes over to you. I'll tell you, she's circling. Who's circling? She's circling me. She's circling you like I've a made, shark. I've made eye contact, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not on board yet. You're doing your move. Not on board yet. Doing your stanky leg. I'll see, you know, how the night pans out. And mm. whip off the rip off tracksuit. Move over. All right, you're looking into her stone eyes. Do you think it's do you think it's going to happen? I think. Be honest. Mm, yeah, this is, yeah, you would. Yeah, probably. Okay, no, I really want to see her. Probably get off with her. Can I see her now? You want to see her now? Yeah, at this I want point. to see her off the base of you saying you want to get off with the stone. Okay. So. Okay. So you tell me which one of these you think I'm getting off with. <laughs> oh Jesus, man. They don't, what are you talking about? They look like tennis balls. They look they look very bad. Are, are you getting off with the one on the left? The this one? No. The other one. The one on the left. The other one's the, the one, man. The one. The one, <laughs> the one <laughs> right. The one on the right looks melted, man. What what do you mean? The one on the right looks very bad. What's wrong with these? Yeah, can I describe them? The Go one on the on. left that is a man is you know, if you like rolled up blue tack into your hand, but you'd like loads of it. And then you got like uh, the end of a ruler and stuck that into it. And that would make the moat. You pinch the thing for the nose and then you just put two marks in it with your thumbs. That would be the face. It's not like it's not like accurate. I mean, it looks like a face. Wait a minute. It's not blue tack. That is the woman. <laughs> really? Isn't that strange? So Gimlin was the photographer guy and the... Uh, no, other way around. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Gimlin was the the trophy hunter fan. Yeah, like the woodsman type. Well, that's interesting. I would have I would have actually expected him to, you know, if he was interested in all these trophies and stuff, that he be the guy who wanted to do the touring. No, he, he was very reluctant. Right. Ultimately, this drove a wedge between the two friends, uh, particularly after a misstep by Patterson, where he hired an individual to pretend to be Gimlin for press events. Mm, yeah, that's a big misstep. Yeah, and the two friends split soon <laughs> after that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know in this partnership here who would be more likely to do it, but I think it would definitely be you, uh, you to hire a me. You to, think so? To an event. 
I think the ultimate version of that is we've both hired, <laughs> we've both hired duplicates. And we're turning up and we're furious and we just send the two of them on. And we couldn't. And the reason we're doing it is not because we even have anything on. It's just we couldn't have been arsed on the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, it's like a signing of a book in Waterstones or something. It's just some small little admin thing. It's not not a particularly fun event. Or and even though we're brought like really accurate versions of ourselves by the agency, we mm. also committed a hilarious joke of making the other person feel as bad as possible about the stand-in that's in there. Oh, the stand-in looks shit, melted, like, <laughs> like melted, and and they're they're just not great to be around either. So I think it's fair to say that that is a bit of a misstep in a friendship, though. It's hiring. Yeah, uh, I'd say uh, so. I'd be pretty annoyed. Yeah, I'd yeah, be pretty annoyed. Yeah, uh, I mean, if I come in here some Saturday and I just come in and like Dunas is sitting down here talking away to you, <laughs> Dennis with two ends. Yeah, but he's got he's got sunglasses on and a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, he's slightly cooler than yeah, he's cool, the, Dennis. Okay, the oh, oh, listen, I'll make and you introduce him as cool, Dennis. Yeah, oh, Dennis, hi, I'm me, cool, Dennis. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, cool, Dennis. Yeah, it's my uh, my new my new friend, also called Dennis. So we couldn't have both. It would be confusing. So I thought I'd call you Dennis and call him Cool Dennis. Do I have a new name? Uh, no, no. <laughs> you, in fact, actually, you're lucky that you kept just plain Dennis <laughs> because we were brainstorming a few other versions and. <laughs> They're not very flattering. Not very flattering. So um, the two of them, though, they only reconciled uh, when Patterson was on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. They, they managed to patch things up uh, then. So in the years following the faithful footage, Patterson and Gimlin, along with their story, came under intense scrutiny. Many questioned the fact that the two had met while Patterson was attempting to make a fictional film about two lads that go down and find... Um, Wait, wait, when was he doing this? Uh, he'd been doing that in the year leading up to... The uh, year leading up that he, that he saw Bigfoot. He was making a movie about Bigfoot. Had the yeah. movie been released? No, no. Was it going to be released soon after the sighting? No, it was never... He never finished it. Never finished it? No, never finished it. It's, oh. it's actually... It's like one of those things where, like... <laughs> you know, fact is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Because he, he just ended up seeing Bigfoot. It's like when James Cameron was making Titanic and then it sunk... Um, so did did in this movie or do we get more details on the movie uh, well because I just want to ask one question what, yeah. was there a Bigfoot like who played Bigfoot in the movie and, and were they free around the same day that they spotted Bigfoot and um, also did they make a Bigfoot suit okay so this is the thing is that a lot of people say that this kind of cast doubt on the whole thing yeah. because they're saying that this would have given him access to a suit required to fake the incident right right similarly there are those who claimed that it was too perfect for the two men to travel down to the area like you said earlier in search of bigfoot and actually find him yeah they say it's too perfect though what what does that mean exactly like it's like you were saying earlier it's big big you know bit of a coincidence that they traveled down there to find him and they found him but i would say of course you're going to find him like if somebody's going to find him it's going to be while they're looking for him well, that's, I won't argue with that. You, yeah. can't, you can't find him without looking for him. Yeah. Like that, unless he like, calls into Extra Vision to rent a movie on a Friday night and you just happen to be in there. Yeah. So this guy, but this guy was making a movie. Do you understand? Like, you get how troubling that is, yeah? Like, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. No, I don't, don't think so. Like, he has the means to, to not only have, like, he, he can literally get the suit and the actor from Bigfoot. No. And, and so he's not the guy with the rifle either, is he? No, no, he's, he's not, right? No, he's not. So he's there. And so let's just say, right, let's just, yeah. for, for, um, we'll for indulge fun, your for fun, thought just indulge me. They go down 
And he hasn't actually told the guy who's the hunter about Bigfoot. Right, that he hasn't told him. I've actually got a guy in a suit, and he's thinking. Oh, so you're saying if he's hoaxing this, you're coming from the yeah, perspective no, he, of him. If he's hoaxing this, he's not telling the guy who's doing the shooting. No, he's not. He has so, not. No. So he, he has not. This is interesting. No, so, no, like in this, in your, oh, yeah. in your version. So then he comes down and he thinks, all right, I'm going to spring Bigfoot in this guy now around the corner. Right, I'll have my camera ready. Your man probably already had the camera out as they were going around the tree. They go around the tree. There's Bigfoot. Right, mm-hmm. and he runs off, and that's part of the plan. And then <laughs> the guy inside the suit is like, "This is working perfectly." Yeah. And then he hears a rifle cock behind him. Yeah. And that's why he looks behind him three times. Okay. Because he thinks he's going to die. And then the other guy is like, "No, do not kill my friend Jar. I mean Bigfoot. Do not kill Bigfoot." Do you see how that might happen? And yeah. then the guy, the the hunter guy, obviously never wants to make appearances anymore because. Like, Bigfoot probably comes to visit him one night and say, here, man, like, well, it was me. Although initially the Brazilian military denied anything strange happening in the area, in 2010, they eventually released a statement after years of intense scrutiny. They claimed that they had investigated allegations of an internal alien-slash-UFO cover-up and had come to the official conclusion but that the first creature that was seen was the misidentification of a local homeless man in the Virginia area nicknamed, you won't believe this, Modinho. Modinho? <laughs> yeah. Do we know, Modinho is like uh, Junior, isn't it? Does that mean like Mod Junior? I think it means Little Mod. Yeah, yeah. Little Mod. Uh, by locals. So he's nicknamed Modinho by locals. Before Can they, I just ask you again, are you saying Mod? Yeah, M-U-D. Okay, and that but, means the same thing? Modinho. <laughs> Right before before this episode goes up, actually, we should I should Google to make sure that that's not something incredibly offensive. Yeah. Like it's already offensive. Let, you know what? Let's start riffing on it just in case we can't do anything. Okay, so they claimed that it was the misidentification of a local homeless man in the Virginia area, nicknamed Mourinho by locals, and that the account reported by the hospital reporter. You you would you would think that if you were the military investigating this, mm. and you see the hospital reporter's story. Yeah. You would just say outright that's that's nonsense. Yeah. That's made up. You you would think that that's what they'd say. Yeah. What they actually I find said, it hard to believe porters anyway, you know. Do you? Yeah. Notoriously bad bastards those porters. What? Hospital porters? No, just porters. Just porters in general. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the military instead of just saying, "Oh, that's nonsense," what the hospital porter saw, they they came back with a counter narrative where they said that actually the, the hospital reporter's story was the misidentification of a pregnant couple with dwarfism. Okay. And that that was the explanation for what he had seen. That when he came into the room, it was actually two people with dwarfism. Yeah. This is the Brazilian military said this. Okay. And they said that this is their official explanation. And that the porter was confused by this. And that that's how he... But the military did actually answer this. Yes, yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Because you wouldn't even bother, really, would you? Do you know, like, if you were the military and you didn't really have anything to hide, why would you bother even, like, addressing some porter that's asking questions? Yeah, so when, when, I, was, when I was researching this and I was looking at the military response, I'd actually forgotten about the porter thing. Mm. And then I remembered and I went, what? That's crazy. And did the porter say anything after that? Or was he never phoned again? 
Uh, I don't think he came out with a statement. Yeah, like, he went away to live in a farm somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 quite interesting that the military actually came out. So so the military at this stage are actually actively, let's say, involved to some extent in this in these sightings and stuff. So yeah. they are actually getting involved because it's causing so much um, ruckus. Yeah. So these bizarre explanations, however, did nothing to quell the locals' questions, and to this day, the case of the Brazilian Roswell remains unexplained. It absolutely does remain unexplained. That's really cool. You really piqued my interest there. There now we go. There with we the go. Military. It's very easy as well to just explain away things with, um, you know, homeless people and whatever, because you don't, you know, people are not really going to have any background on them. It can just be, we can just blame it on them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested now to see where the, the theories go. So this in, has in the business what we would call absolutely everything. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think that's, that's really, really good. So he's, he's anonymous in the story yeah. that he reported, right? Imagine if his name is Pat. <laughs> There's such a good chance his name is, is Pat. Well, why do you think I picked it? So I thought it was easier to just pick a name for him and just mm-hmm. say this is going to be this is the name for yeah. uh, for our, our protagonist. Okay. So in December 1945, just after the end of World War II, Pat was preparing to travel to London in search of work, having found little luck in finding employment in his native Connemara. His time in Ireland being short, he'd made a point to go to a family gathering on one of the Aran Islands off the west coast of Ireland. While there was much drink and merriment to be had, Pat had been sure to keep his drinking to a minimum, as he had an appointment with a local ferryman at midnight that night in order to get I, back to the You mainland. said ferryman, yeah? Ferryman, yeah. Okay, not ferryman. Not ferryman, no, no, no. So, he had an appointment at midnight that night with a local ferryman to get back to the mainland. And many a man had fallen afoul of their own drunken timekeeping, only to be stranded on the island for days. That's going to be you. That's not going to happen to me. That's going to be you. That's not going to happen to me. You are a nightmare going places with. A nightmare? A yeah. nightmare going places yeah. with? You, you, what do you mean? No, if, if you have to travel somewhere time-sensitive yeah. with you, uh, like, let's say, getting a flight or or... Or getting a train somewhere or something. You will not have anything planned for three weeks, a month in a row. And then for some reason, you will go on like the mother of all benders yeah. the night before yeah. the, the flight schedule. And won't be able to get out of it. No, and you'll go, oh, sorry, man, I, I really have to go. Why do you have to go? I really want to go. Yeah, which is, I, I mean, within my rights. Yeah, <laughs> and then then you will turn up. With seconds to go before the flight. Have I ever missed a flight? I'd say you you probably have missed one, have you? No, never. never. Missed a flight. Have you never missed a flight? Never missed a flight. Jesus, Jesus. What time would you be at the airport then? Oh, two but or three hours beforehand. You go in, you go five hours beforehand. Yeah, camping out. Yeah, camping outside. Relaxing, you know. People meet. thinking you're getting the iPhone, you're like, no, I'm just getting a flight there back to Dublin tomorrow. <laughs> Meeting a few people, you know. So, do you know, if I, if I really think of it, I'll do a bit of mystery shopping in the airport. Do you like to do that? I'll apply to do a little bit of mystery shopping. And what do you have to do? Just go in and like tell riddles and stuff? Or what? No, it depends on the thing. Sometimes it's like go in, buy an item from, I don't know, Jor or something. Mm. Go in and uh, get a breakfast from Weatherspoons. Do you have experience. to wear like a Groucho Marx mask and stuff just so they won't know that you're 
like sent in there. So they don't tell you explicitly to do that, mm. but I always feel like it helps the situation. Yeah, it really throws people off the scent. I imagine. Yeah, they really, they really can't figure it out. Also, some of the things you'd be buying would really like confuse the shit out of them. Yeah, what go, what kind of was the last stuff you bought up there? Oh, I had to buy a pregnancy test and a load of condoms. Yeah, and what did you have to do for the mystery shopping? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boy! Come on, boy! Oh, my God. <sighs> so, back to the story. So, Dennis, right. <laughs> so, as midnight approached, Pat said his goodbyes and wandered to the coast to await his lift. He sat patiently on some rocks by the shoreline, skimming stones to pass the time. When suddenly, a light in the distant sky caught Pat's attention. Despite Ireland's neutrality in the Second World War, the last few years had made many accustomed to the sight of an off-course aircraft passing over the lonely night sky. And so too did Pat dismiss this craft as just that. Until where was it coming from though? On the west, the west side, where would it be coming from? What do you mean? It's on the west coast of Ireland, isn't it? Yeah. Flying yeah. over Ireland. Yeah, where's it going? America? No. Where's it going from? Coming there? from coming from the UK. Oh, well, so what? The UK, it's just flying around Ireland, is it? Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's oh, it's it's like flying out to sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, so he's seeing it on land. Like he's seeing it like fly towards the island. He, he's on one of the Iron Islands. Yeah, Looking yeah. into Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's seeing one come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think that is what's yeah, happening. Yeah. No, you seem very confident that that's what's happening. Yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what's happening. I Also, I could see during that story, I could see you... I think it was at the point when you remembered you were going here soon. I could see you move forward in your seat and become a little more... Yeah, because I need to find out what island you're on. Put that to the back of your mind now and focus I'm on gonna, the I'm going to get like full videos and everything when I'm out there. Like, okay. j- just in case anything spooky happens, and we'll post them up. Okay, so Pat... Pat dismissed this craft as just typical... You know, typical shit. Yeah, t- typical shit, <laughs> as is so often the case, until, until the craft began to fly in his direction. Almost certain that it was set to crash land, with the beach on which he was sat, Pat fled into some nearby brush, hoping to avoid whatever vehicle was hurtling towards him. However, when the craft got closer. He was surprised to see it slow down as it began to land gracefully. Oh, no. Must be a glider or something, is it? Do you you think so? Yeah, it must be a glider. Is that what you're thinking? With an alien in it. Well, well, listen. Calm down. Okay. Don't get ahead of yourself now. Now that he got a better look at it, it also struck him as incredibly unusual. With an almost rectangular base flanked by bright purple lights and topped with a silvery dome. It made a sound like a drill as it landed on the shoreline. That's quite creepy, actually, that sound. I like when there's unusual sounds associated with kind of alien stuff. So you were just picturing craft is coming down. What's the noise to you? What's it sounding like? Something along that. Which must be its anti-gravity Propulsion system. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, we're going to guess it's anything. It's here that. we go. Here we go. You've, you've learned a lot in the last year. I have. I have. Oh, that was no good. It just made me worry more about where Dennis is. And the fact that I'm going to be back in Cork on the 10th of October in Collins doing my hour-long show at the Comedy Cavern. Oh, I hope people turn up to that and that they listen this far into this episode. Oh. 
Oh, it's a text message from Dennis. It says, Why did you call me 25 times? You know I have this week off. And you're supposed to prepare a best of compilation episode? Oh, shit. I knew there was something I was supposed to do. I've just been driving around for hours. Uh, I'll cobble together some old crap. Uh, on the back of that. Love you. Bye. Uh, listen, uh, just in case you're wondering, we hadn't planned to do this, but some stuff came up, and uh, well, uh, you could have gotten nothing. So I'd be, I'd be grateful if I were you. But uh, also, thanks for listening. Um, oh, and, and follow us on stuff. Love you, bye.